It's Thursday afternoon, and that means it's time to talk sports with the Sports Central crew. Sports Central's first segment today is brought to you by the folks here at Paul Communications. And now, it's time to get over to your host, Neil Duncan. Thank you, kind sir. I made the joke the other night to my wife. Uh, I'm so sick of this rain, but uh, I, I say that in jest. It's nice to see the rain falling because we've needed it for quite a while. Neil Duncan here on Sports Central alongside Josh Hicks. And uh, I know you were saying your yard needs some rain. Oh, yeah. It, it finally stopped crunching when you walked on it. <laughs> the falling rain is cheaper than the bot rain, right? That's Oh, so true. <laughs> <laughs> so much going on this week at Sports Central. Uh, this first segment, we're going to talk about a variety of things. But when we get in segment two, we're going to talk to Wally Minto. From WABA, a great baseball organization that hosts a number of events here in Polk County. We're also going to catch up in the third segment with Nick Dotson. He is the head coach of the Southeastern University track and field team, and they just uh, recently won an indoor championship. Yeah, they are. They sure did. NAIA. So we'll see them at the June 13th Polk County All Sports Awards. And of course, tonight is the NFL draft. But before we get to that, and uh, the farce that I believe it is, and I'll have to explain why in a minute. Oh, I'm, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, oh, I'm sure you can't. <laughs> uh, some news today. Um, the 12-team college playoff uh, is shaping up and taking form. The inaugural first-round games excuse me, of the 12-team college football playoff will feature one game on Friday, December 20th, 2024. So it's not the upcoming championships. It's the one, be, the one after that. Uh, three games December 21st on 2024. Uh, then they move into some more games until they get to the championship uh, in January of 2025. So 12 teams. I'm excited about this. I think it's going to make it, um, you know, must-see must TV. Yeah, more competitive. Not No blowouts in the first quarter. Yeah, so what they're, what they're looking for is um, the higher-seeded team will play at home until they get to the – you know, the, the last few rounds or, or sure. the semifinals and national championship, uh, they're looking at playing the higher seeded team at home with the visiting team getting a portion of those tickets. Um, and they haven't specified what that would be or where those tickets were, would be at. Obviously, if you're a booster or a season ticket holder at that home location, you'll get the opportunity to uh, host that. It would be my luck, you know, back when I had the Florida State tickets that – they would pick the section that I had my season tickets to <laughs> give to the other team, yeah. and then you'd have to move. But uh, I think this is exciting. I think it's going to be good for college football, and I can't wait to hear the 13th, 14th, and 15th ranked team in the country complaining that they're not in the playoffs. Right. That's yeah. the only problem I have you, with this. It doesn't matter where you draw the line. Somebody's going to complain. You're going to hear about it. There's no doubt. I mean, But at that point, you probably have two or three, probably three losses by the time you get – 13 through 15, just because of the parity there is in college football. But we have a little while to debate that because yeah. it's not until right, the 2024. The disparity between you know 12 and 15, I think, is pretty pretty large in, in college football. Well, these days there's a big gap between 1 and, one and 2 and yeah. 3 through 8, <laughs> as, we, as we saw. So, you. Yeah, that was bad. Yep, excited about that. Uh, tonight, the NFL draft, of course, uh, last week we talked about the number of greats and how many players have been drafted out of Polk County. Uh, excited to see what happens tonight. This is where the whole NFL thing is a farce. Okay? Magically, a deal that was dead just a few days ago between Green Bay and the Jets gets done with Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Okay? Magically, today, just... Less than an hour ago, the deal between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson get done. 
these things have been done for a while. Well, I don't know if I completely I, I, agree with that. I'm not a that. conspiracy guy, but it makes you to tune in. It, it makes you wonder. It definitely helps you to turn in. But I also think it, part of it's the uh, the art of the deal. You 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 put the the other team in the hot seat. You know that they got a clock that's ticking, and um, you know it might, you might get something extra out of it. You know when you put them in the in the hot seat. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, there's some method to this madness. I, I agree with you. You get up against a clock, but what clock did Lamar Jackson have? Did he really think, let's see where the Ravens are in the draft. Yeah. They're picking at number 23. Did he think that there's a risk of them going after a new quarterback thinking they were going to lose him? No. No. Definitely he not. wanted a fully guaranteed deal, and it doesn't look like it from early accounts it's going to be fully guaranteed. It's a five-year deal, and I don't remember how much money it was for, but I'm just saying, slightly for show. There might be something to that. You know, I'm, I'm biting. I could I could see that. All right. <laughs> Conspiracy theories right here on Sports Central. Yeah, well. well, it kicks off at 8 o'clock tonight. I believe they're in Kansas City. Um, just the first round tonight, tomorrow, and... Yeah, tomorrow, rounds two and three kicking off at 7 p.m. Then Saturday, rounds four through seven, ending with the final draft pick on Saturday, Mr. Irrelevant, pick 259. <laughs> oh, who I think 259? No, no, I'm not going to ask you that. Golly. <laughs> Stetson Bennett? No, just kidding. Oh, That's so a shot at all the, the Georgia next, fans. The next Tom Brady? Yeah, know. right, yeah. exactly. What was he, uh, fifth round, fourth mm-hmm. round? Something, something like that. Something really late, yeah. All right, I know you've got all kinds of information on no, your no. on your bears over there because you're you're getting ready for your your draft party at home. But uh, what would you like to see how the Buccaneers they draft number nineteen tonight? Well, I mean, you know, I've seen some some predictions for quarterback. You know, I I think the Bears and the Bucks are in a very similar um, you know um, dilemma where you know they got some quarterbacks that they're they're looking to to put their franchise behind. Uh, but you know, they you need to invest in your O line. So um, whether it's the Bears or the Bucks, I'm both a fan of. You know, I, I'd like to see them both go after some uh, some offensive tackles. You know, whether it's Paris Johnson or or Broderick Jones. Yeah, I think you you have to invest in your quarterback by protection. Well, and that was a big thing last year for the Buccaneers, right? And and seemingly for the Bears. I mean, you want to keep that young quarterback healthy. Yes, which was a problem. Yep. Uh, the Buccaneers couldn't uh, keep Tom Brady off the ground, which was a problem. <laughs> so. None yeah. of the quarterbacks that are in the quarterback room right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get the football out nearly as fast as Tom Brady did. No. So if something isn't fixed, I'm with you. They need to do something along the offensive line because if something isn't fixed, it's going to be a long season for Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then you know you start blaming Kyle Trask or whoever gets the one spot, and then it goes back and forth, and then there's no cohesiveness. And then there's locker room problems. It just it just snows ball, and I think it starts on the offensive line. Absolutely. Well, we're going to go ahead and head to our first break. Of course, you can catch the NFL draft tonight, uh, 8 p.m. ESPN, ABC, ESPN app. But whomever the Buccaneers pick, you'll end up hearing them play right here on this station every fall as the Buccaneers are covered right here on Talk Radio 96.7. We'll be right back, everybody. We are back for segment two of Sports Central, brought to you this segment by BSN Sports. Now your host on the other side of the glass over there, it's Neil Duncan. Who is this? That's a great song. That is a great song. I can't remember who sings it, though. That's Dire Straits. Oh, okay. 
be in dire straits if the Buccaneers don't pick an offensive lineman, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Welcome back to Sports Central. Neil Duncan alongside Josh Hicks. And uh, Lamar Jackson deal, five years, $260 million, $185 million guaranteed. That's got to be up there for the highest paid, right? It, it's it got to He wanted to completely guarantee. I think uh, Deshaun Watson's deal was completely guaranteed because nobody was going to go to Cleveland otherwise. Sure. Um, yeah. So he wanted his completely guaranteed. He only got 185 million of it guaranteed. I don't know how he's going to make it through the day. That's not enough money. Yeah. Well, our first guest to uh, make similar amount of money. Um, his <laughs> name is Wally Minto, and he is with WABA, a uh, great organization, the World Amateur Baseball Association, and uh, a friend of tourism and sports marketing. Certainly a friend of Sports Central. Wally, is your uh, is your 185 fully guaranteed? Fully guaranteed, yes, sir. How are you? <laughs> you got 185 million out of Bing. I'm, I make so much that I work two full-time jobs, basically. <laughs> well, we appreciate you calling in, and uh, I certainly know that you've worked uh, quite a bit with Polk County Sports Marketing and back in the day with Josh. And uh, for those that don't know who WABA is, that's the acronym, uh, tell us a b- little bit about WABA and uh, why it was founded. So WABA stands for World Amateur Baseball System. Started by the Polk County legend Ding Tyus many, many years ago, who, uh, having been a Polk County high school coach and Polk State College, Polk Junior College at the time, uh, Junior College coach in Florida, saw a need for, what we really do started out was a, a developmental league. A lot of the high school teams. Needed, needed mornings for the pitchers, needed more bats for their, their position players, just somewhere else to play that wasn't necessarily a perfect game or some of the other more established travel ball facilitators at the time. So long before I started, I started in probably 2011 working with Bing. Um, he had originally started in the 90s and brought USSA to Florida back in the 90s. Had a little time off and then created WADA, WABA in the early 2000s. Yeah, for some so of the... Some of them old timers, they'll they'll remember Chuck White. Chuck White and Bean were kind of like the Godfathers of baseball. They they brought in some uh, some pretty big hitters, no pun intended. They they ran some pretty big U Triple S events back in the night. Well, you talk about uh, Bing Tyus, of course, inducted a few years ago into the Polk County Sports Hall of Fame, and uh, again, you know, we talk all the time, uh, Wally. These events, uh, you got to build relationships because the event organizer has to. Uh, trust the the venue or the the area that uh, you're taking the event to. There's got to be a chest, trust on both sides, and that's through building relationships. And I know you guys have been uh, outstanding at doing that. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the events you have coming up here in Polk County. So we have one this weekend called the Spring Classic. We're running up there at the new uh, Nerf Nerf Complex, Nerf Complex, the turf facility in Davenport. This will be our first April event that I'm aware of in a long time. We usually have a little hiatus in the spring due to run mostly 16 age degree high school season. But we're excited to try to get something going in April. Trying to focus a little more on that 13, 14 year age group with uh, not as many 16. But we're excited for this week trying to get something going a little earlier in our uh, travel ball. Yeah, and that, the park you mentioned, NERP, uh, for our listeners, that's Northeast Regional Park out of Davenport. Um, brand new complex, gorgeous turf fields. Uh, you know, I think it's a big draw, brings in some good teams. But, you know, you, 
yourself and and being obviously you know being can't walk five feet um in an airport without running to 10 people he's you know he's forgotten about <laughs> um you know they you guys draw a lot of um a lot of good talent um to your tournaments and i think a lot of that you know comes down to those repu reputations um and uh, relationships that neil was referring to people people see uh being's reputation and see those relationships and know that if you know if you can get get in front of being and get in front of some of those tournaments it could lead to some better prospects can you can you speak to that a little bit wally yeah bing bing has a long-standing relationship with a lot of coaches in the state and even within the country um certainly and due partly with our partnership with Polk County sports marketing or no small part in that's we have offering the facilities of Polk County to um but yeah just have, have him having been a high school and a junior college coach for so many years Players that are now coaching at the high school and college level, um, and running and running their own travel ball organizations. Cause their kids are now have they now have kids those ages. So it just it's a lot of that comes full circle for him having been a coach for so. Yeah, certainly. I think it's it's one of those things that well, you keep it in the family, you keep the relationships, you you watch some of these kids grow up, and and I think it you start to start to see some trends and, and I think people recognize his eye and, uh, they, they respect, uh, when, when being says something. So it's, uh, it's certainly a draw for us and we certainly love having, having his tournaments in Polk County. Um, what, what keeps you guys, um, coming back every year? Cause you obviously could go anywhere in Polk County, uh, or not in Polk County in, in central Florida or even, even, uh, the country and, and take your tournaments. Cause you know, like, like I mentioned, being knows everybody, what keeps you guys, running your tournaments in, in Central Florida with Polk County at, in Arbondale, Davenport, Winter Haven area? I mean, Bing and I are both pretty deeply rooted in Polk County. Bing's been here for ooh, over at least over 30 years. Uh, he traveled he around a little bit in his house for years and then settled settled in Polk County late. He, was a, he actually played junior college ball over at St. Pete College and then at Florida Southern for, for, to finish up his uh, playing career. Um, and I've been over here since 2008. I came over, uh, played ball on the Polk State, Polk State, Polk Junior, well, Polk Community College team at the time. So I came over in 2008 and never left. Bing's been here for over 30 years. Uh, we, we really like what Polk County Sports Marketing does. Um, facilities are top-notch. You can ask anybody in the state. Polk County has some of the nicest, like Myrtle, certainly over chance to play at Tiger Town. And the new dirt facility, Davenport, is we're looking forward to the new fields at uh, Canada Lakes and Winter Haven. Yeah, and I think that's an important part. You talk about uh, quality of facilities. You have to have that quality to keep events like this coming back to Polk County and generating generating that economic impact and uh, heads and beds and all that. And uh, Board of County Commissioners, as well as multiple municipalities in Polk County, everybody gets that. Um, and, and you've got to stay ahead of the competition and reinvesting in your facilities. So you talk about Channel Lakes, you know, the Red Sox and the Indians and all that. And unfortunately, the facility as it is now is tired and has seen its day. So now it's reinvesting in that facility right next to the Advent Health Field House and uh, the indoor space and continuing those events coming in. Um, Wally, if somebody wants to be involved with WABA or find out about tournaments or anything like that, uh, is there a website they would go to or is there a specific way that they would reach out to find out how they could participate in one of your tournaments? So they can check out our website, wabafloridabaseball.com. We've got a list of events and also uh, the contact email to me is uh, wabafloridabaseball.com at uh, email.com. 
All righty. Thank you so much, Wally. We really appreciate you stopping by and uh, calling in and having a chat with us on Sports Central. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you this weekend. We might have lost him. I know yeah. we were having some connections problems, so we might have lost him there. But uh, there you have it, Wally Minto from WABA, the World Amateur Baseball Association. I know you, you got to work real closely with him the first time you were with sports marketing because yep. you kind of handled the diamond sports recruiting of baseball and softball and um it's kind of a brotherhood within that industry certainly um yeah there's brotherhood and sisterhood if you will yeah, sure um in that industry of of running events and you know florida does a good job not just Polk county but florida does a good job of trying to keep those events in the state of florida uh because remember whether it's leisure travelers uh tourism or sports tourism these are the reasons why we don't pay personal income tax in the state of Florida. And being that we're in the month of April, that's important information. Yeah, no, it, it really is. It saves uh, each homeowner quite a bit of money uh, throughout the year. Another another great you know thing I want to mention about Wally, outside of the fact that he name-dropped PCC, might have aged all of us here, but I'm sure our <laughs> listeners know what PCC is. No, Wally and Bing and those guys, they're all great guys to work, work with, you know, and what makes it so nice is that they truly do care about their product. You know, some guys may just be in it for the money or just to just to bring the tournament in for for tournament's sake. But you know, those guys truly care about the individual that goes to that event, and it, and it really shows. And they're they're all about creating that overall event experience, and that's what we're about at Polk County Tourism. So, absolutely. Well, before we go to break, and we're going to go to break here in a second. When we come back, we're going to talk to Nick Dotson from Southeastern University. But uh, game five of the playoffs, Lightning tonight. Um, I want to go ahead and apologize to all Bolts fans. Uh, the last two games are my fault. Both games, I was on the couch in my <laughs> recliner, and uh, they were ahead. In both games, I not only fell asleep as it went to overtime, I also fell asleep in both overtimes and missed all of it, so it is my fault. When I'm awake, they win. When I sleep, they lose. I will drink a lot of caffeine tonight and ensure that they win tonight. <laughs> do you think the Lightning can go back to Toronto and get it done? Or do you think the Maple Leafs finally, I think it's been since 1955 since they've won a playoff they gotta, series, do they, you think it happens tonight? they got to overcome those injuries. I, I'm pulling for the Bolts. Go Bolts. Well, you're pulling for them, or, but are you saying they're going to win? Those are two different things. Adapt or die. That's what I'll say. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's, it's too close to call with it being um, in Toronto. You know, and they're playing hurt. I hate to say it. I think the Bolts lose tonight. I think the window is closing mm-hmm. for Tampa Bay yep. for this group. They've already lost some of the people that were on this team. Uh, they went to three straight Stanley Cup uh, finals. They won two of them. Uh, certainly nothing to be ashamed of, but I think the window is closing. I think they're going to have to move some people on the offseason and, and regroup. But yeah. with that and – See, the phone lines are lighting up for uh, people hating on what I just said. So we're going to go to break. (laughs) We'll be right back here on Talk Radio 96.7. It's time to dance, or maybe it's just time to talk some sports. It's Sports Central, brought to you this segment by Haven Coffee Roasters. And sending you back over to your host, Neil Duncan. Hey, sir. Welcome back to Sports Central on a drizzly. I don't know. Is it still raining out there? I don't know. We're inside, so I can't see. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Welcome back to Sports Central <laughs> right here on Talk Radio 96.7. I'm, I'm just thinking. There's a lot why, going on. I'm thinking, why can't we dance and talk sports? 
if you've ever seen me dance, you would know the answer to that question. Hey, we're in a closed studio. No one has to see any of it. Well, we are uh, we are past our prime, Josh. That's true. Um, but I'll tell you a team that's not past their prime, and that's Southeastern track and field. And joining us now is the head coach of Southeastern, uh, Coach Nick Dotson. Coach, how's it going? It's going good, man. How y'all doing? I'd say it's going a little bit better than good. Uh, just got a national title, right? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we we finally got over the hump, man. It's, it's been really exciting for us uh, as we're progressing now towards the outdoor season. So let's let's back up for just a second. Talk to us about how you became the head coach at, at Southeastern, or what brought you to this community. Maybe a little bit about your history, and then the run of success that you guys have had here recently. Yeah, so I'm originally from Thomasville, Georgia, so it's uh, just north of Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, so I grew up in South Georgia, went to Thomas County Central High School. Um, started my, uh, I went to Shorter University uh, up in Rome, Georgia. That's a Christian school, very similar to Southeastern. Uh, went there, uh, graduated 2006 uh, from high school, and then enrolled there, graduated 2011 uh, from Shorter. Uh, I was a national champion in the 400 hurdles. Um, while I was there, um, had the opportunity to qualify for the Olympic trials a couple times in the event. Um, once I got done with my running career, I wanted to get into coaching. Um, so I, I helped start the program at Florida Institute of Technology, which is called Florida Tech down in Melbourne um, in 2012. Stayed there for a few years as the assistant. Um, I thought I was ready to become a head coach and moved on to Bruton Parker College in uh, Mount Vernon, Georgia uh, in 2015. Uh, stayed there less than a year, and I moved to Loyola University, New Orleans, uh, 2016, and I stayed there until 2018. Um, and then I just thought that I was uh, ready to kind of start a program from scratch because I was the first signee ever at Shorter University. So I saw that program being built from scratch, um, and Southeastern and what they represented was very similar to what I went, what I uh, experienced as a student athlete in undergrad. Uh, so I was kind of up for the challenge of starting the program and. Uh, talked to Drew Watson and, and the executive vice president and everybody, and they thought that I was a good fit. And I started my first day, May 2nd, 2018. I uh, started it from scratch, and 2023, we won the national championship. Well, just to brag on you a little bit, you guys, you had the national championship, but you also had three Sun Conference outdoor um, titles as well. Can, can you guys um, kind of can you kind of talk on? Um, what contributed to the success and the consistency? I, I mean, it seems like since you came in in 18, it, it's been um, consistent winning. Yeah, it has been. And, uh, and we've, we won titles number 14. Uh, we won 14 Sun Conference titles since 2018. That's men and women combined, indoor and outdoor combined. Wow. Never lost, we've never lost a conference championship since we've been a program. We won in our very first season. Um, and we had to beat two nationally ranked teams to do it, and then now we've kind of been the big dogs um, uh, in in the conference as well nationally here now. Um, and so it's just been a blessing. But I had a I had a vision for the program, um, and and we built it on relationships and culture. And so we didn't want to sacrifice our faith nor academics for a championship. So either we had to have it all, or we wasn't going to have anything at all. And so the staff, you know, bought into that vision. Um, that I had for the program, and, and we recruited really good student-athletes that we thought fit what the culture was that we wanted. Um, and the cool thing is we won that national championship on the men's side. Uh, we didn't have to do it with transfers, and we didn't do it uh, – we did it with our core group. So the group that we started the program with, those are the athletes that 
that majority brought brought that was pretty much the roster of how we won the title. Well, there's definitely um, a testament to um, you know the, there's a lot of similarities to to faith and and the, the culture that you guys have going on there and, and successful athletes, um, whether it's determination or consistency um, or just you know just a hard work ethic. You know, with the success and how much, like you mentioned, 14 straight conference titles, you know, now a national title, where do you see the program developing in the future? Yeah, well, we want to consistently, now that we've gotten to the top, because, you know, in 2022, on the men's side, we were national runner-up. We had a one-point lead going into the last event, and we was disqualified in the 4 by 4 relay in the preliminary round. Uh, we got hit for a lane violation. We actually had to advance to the finals, but found out later that we had a lane violation. And so we got mm. to the last day and won, and we were actually in the event. So all we needed to do was be in the event, and we probably were going to win a national championship. But since we weren't in the event, um, that cost us. And so we ended up losing, and we got runner-up. So we came back to indoors this year, and we were able to get over the hump, and it was the same event that cost us the title. That's what clinched the title. Made them hungry. Pretty cool that, that, yeah, they were hungry, man. And, and, and it was just really cool to kind of see it develop. So now moving forward, um, our girls team has also been number one in the country before. They're currently number four nationally right now. So we want to be able to get both programs to the top, and we remain to the top, not just national champions every year. Of course, that's the goal, but we want to consistently be in the top four every year. Um, and, and top four means your premier program. But at the same time, we want to make sure we have a very high graduation rate for our program while we're sustaining that level of success on the track. Coach, have you ever thought something in your mind and then heard it before you said it? Um, I just did that, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways. Um, what I heard myself saying to you is, what's the major difference between indoor track and outdoor track? And then you responding with, yeah. well, one's inside and one's outside. <laughs> but, <laughs> but my question actually should be, um, what is the difference in preparation for the indoor season versus what uh, you're faced with in the outdoor season? Yeah, so in the indoors, you know, it, it, it consists of a lot of, I guess you could say, mid-distance to distance events. But then also, too, like our sprint events, and I'll give you an example, instead of running 100 meters, which we would run outdoors, they run just to 60 meters. Um, you run the 400 meters indoors. Typically, that's two laps inside, depending on where you are, and outside it's one lap. But you stay in your lane all the way around outside where you can break inside on the indoor track, and then it's all about strategy of not getting boxed in and all that. So it is a little bit different, um, and, and we don't have an indoor facility. Um, so, but we do go to a lot of really good meets. Like we've, we've been to Clemson and, uh, Birmingham Crossflex. We've been to East Tennessee state. We went to some really good meets that have prepared us for our national meet. When we talk about indoors, um, and then outdoors, you know, we go to some of the, we were just in Miami at the university of Miami a couple of weeks ago, and that helped us prepare for the Sun Conference championships that we clinched last weekend. We'll tell Drew Watson to get on it, uh, that you need an indoor facility. No, I'm just kidding. He does a great job over there at Southeastern, as well as you, Coach uh, Coach Nick Dotson. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time with us, and congratulations. And I'm I'm sure we'll see you at the Polk County All Sports Awards on June 13th in our Circle of Champions, or maybe our Collegiate Team of the Year. Great job, Coach. Yes, sir.
I appreciate it, man. Thank you all for having me. All right. With that, we're going to go ahead and head to our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about an exciting event that's coming up, Cornhole, over at the Advent Health Field House. Stick around, everybody. You're listening to Sports Central right here on Talk Radio 96.7. It's Thursday. It's time to talk sports. And it's, of course, Sports Central. This segment brought to you by the folks at Holiday Inn Winter Haven. And your host, Neil Duncan. Thanks, sir. Neil Duncan alongside Josh Hicks. I uh, want to point out if the weather holds out tonight at Publix Field at Joker Martian Stadium, 6.30 p.m., uh, the Lake on Flying Tigers will be taking on uh, Palm Beach Car- yeah, Cardinals. It's a hard one. It well, it's I, almost like a I got vertical. confused because well, some of the names are different. So it's St. Louis, but it's Palm yeah. Beach and, and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. So go out to the ballpark. Right now, we're going to talk about cornhole. Uh, it's a great event that we've hosted multiple times, uh, whether it's the RP Funding Center or especially at the Avent Health Field House. And uh, welcome to the program now, Michael Flynn, Finn Walter, the American from the American Cornhole Association ACO. Uh, Michael, welcome to Sports Central. Hey, guys. Thanks very much for having me, and uh, we're looking forward to getting down that way here real soon. Yeah, you guys uh, coming down to the Avent Health Field House the 18th through the 20th of May, and uh, no stranger to the Field House. And what is it about the Field House setup and location that's so attractive, not only uh, for you as the event organizer, but for your participants? Well, I think uh, the in the kind of the greater scope of things, part of what we did too was arrange to have a big part of what's going on at the Camp Margaritaville. So I don't know if there's a uh, uh, you know, I, I, since I'm not from the area, I don't know the, the relation to the two, but the, uh, the event is actually going to be hosted at Camp Margaritaville. You are correct. And, uh, so <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it started in one place and ended up in another after a site visit, because I think Frank years, our, uh, esteemed leader said, wait a minute, we can do it there. And he said, I think we might be able to get people to come in on, on the front and the back end of that and extend the vacation and then go, you know, run around Legoland or anything there is to do down in the area. So I think uh, the field house is awesome. Um, I think that the Margarita Camp Margaritaville venue came uh, available a little bit later. So that's where we made the move. But looking forward to being No, there. you're, you're uh, absolutely right. And that's my mistake. I'm so used to you guys running events <laughs> over in Winterhaven well, that, uh, yeah, so the new, of course, Camp Margaritaville, and then they have the new event center there at the facility. And it is a true resort in every aspect that you could think of. And uh, you're exactly right. That event will be there the 18th through the 20th there, uh, just south of the Lake Myrtle Sports Park in Auburndale. Uh, so let's talk about that atmosphere for your participants because uh, they've got the tiki bars and they got the lakeside bars and really they've got everything that oh, yeah. you would want in one location because yeah. these events are uh, festive, right? Oh, no question. And I think you nailed it right on the head. There's one key word associated with cornhole and cornhole players that is key to the success of every event, and it is bar. Uh, you mentioned the word bar about five <laughs> times. So, yeah, as many bars as we can get to. Uh, if I, In fact, if I were uh, the local distributors down there, we might, we've might we given them a far enough in advance heads up that we're coming. But it is a limited number of entries down there. Anybody from around the area within earshot of you guys is welcome to come out and join us. We have blind draw tournaments. We have quad tournaments, bring-your-own-partner tournaments. But there are going to be pros there playing in what is one of our – final major tournaments, points earning tournaments for the year. This will be our second to last major tournament before the world championships in July. So there's going to be a lot of good quality players there fighting for points to get into the world championships 
and earn that pro status. So it's uh, or maintain it. So we're looking forward to it. It's it's going to be great. Uh, two full days. I mean, we'll we'll go sun up till well past sundown on Friday and on Saturday. But the general public is welcome to come out and watch absolutely free. Uh, you're welcome to grab your partner if you're the king of the cul-de-sac or the maybe the uh, the queen of the tailgate. Come on out there and bring a doubles partner and uh, fight and get into one of these blind draws or maybe into the doubles tournament. You never know. You could walk away with a little dough. You ready for the dad joke? Bring it. So you're saying you guys have set the bar high? <laughs> yeah. It's terrible, right? It's terrible. <laughs> well, we've set, we've set it high enough where you have to be – this 21 to ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Now, the every, everything's above board. A, uh, oh. Exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. We could go on all day. Let's Sorry, I hate to be corny. Okay, I'm he's, done. He's sandbagging us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and talk about, because yeah. you guys have certainly been a leader within, you know, sanctioning and the sport and uh, creating these... You make the joke, but uh, I think you said king, king of the cul-de-sac or, or yeah. queen of the tailgate or whatever. But turning this into – this is a huge industry. Yeah. Uh, since 2005, uh, Frank Years, who I mentioned earlier, he, he had the vision where he saw this at a tailgate event. He said, you know, this could be a great marketing opportunity. And then he started realizing how good people were at playing and how seriously they took it, and it became uh, a tour. Now, we, we have 35 major tour stops a year. Uh, we run our seasons uh, basically September through July. We we sort of take off August and then we start again. But 500 regional tournaments a month around the country, 45 plus states are represented, including Alaska. We've got uh, some folks from England and Slovakia coming in for the World Championships. It's truly as the worldwide governing body of the sport. And you may mention of the sanctioning of the you know the actual boards and the and the bags and the two side of the bags and, and and honestly the fact that there's not corn in the bags anymore it's uh, synthetic pellets has spawned an entire industry of bag makers so it, it's a multi-million dollar industry um, that I just want to get my hands on a few of those millions at some point but uh, yeah it really <laughs> has taken off and you know you see the jerseys and you see the the just the the level of play and the fact that you know. You might be um, out there playing and just get beaten 21 to nothing, but you still grab a beer and you try again. It's it's just a lot of fun, and anybody can play it. You can set it up in no time, and these tournaments are just a blast. Yeah, well, Michael, you mentioned that um, this is the last chance for them to – or one of the last chances for them to get some points at this Cornhole Major. What What is yeah. that leading up to? Where's, where's the next big event? Uh, the final uh, major is going to be the one where we uh, end every year on Memorial Day weekend in Branson, Missouri. And then uh, we'll have state championships in June. And the final week of July is always the world championships. This year we will be in Owensboro, Kentucky for the largest world championships in our history. 750 plus players wow. uh, in this one. Uh, $75,000 purse. Uh, tailgaters open to the public. Uh, we're taking over the entire Owensboro Convention Center and that's what everything is working towards. So uh, we're looking forward to having anybody that wants to come out and uh, be a part of this event in Winter Haven and, and there at Camp Margaritaville come out and be a part of it, or just to learn more about how to become a member and find a group that's playing around you. We're going to be in Punta Gorda, Florida, just for a week, a weekend social tournament with $16,000 on the line uh, in uh, June 22, 23, and 24. So we really love Florida for obvious reasons, and we would love to have as many people come out and be a part of it as, as they'd like. And who knows, you could end up on center court at the World Championships as the king or queen of cornhole. That's what we, that's what we name our champion. 
year in and year out. I think you just made a lot of fans in Polk County because there's a lot of uh, guys in Polk County that just they're, they're on the way home. They just grabbed a 12 pack. They're walking in the house and their wife uh-huh. or significant other just said, what are you doing? I am training to win money. Uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And this is the proper training because listen, every, there's not a better half, a, 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 a wife, a girlfriend, a better half that hasn't been out to one of these tournaments who hasn't with us eventually said, you know, I'm going to play too. I'm not just going to watch you anymore. I'm going to play. And now they're beating their husbands. So now there's the opportunity or their boyfriends or whomever. The, the women's and co-ed divisions are the fastest growing divisions uh, across the country. And the, the skill level is gigantic. And the best part is the training is the same. The reason the bags are 16 ounces, think about it, balance. It's all about the balance. So you got to drink those 16 ounces That's for that right. balance. That's Everybody right. Everybody wants more balance in their life. <laughs> Michael Finn, Walter, thank you so much. ACO Cornhole Major coming to Camp Margaritaville May 18th through the 20th. We really appreciate it. If you want more information on this event or other events, go to AmericanCornhole.com. Mike, thanks so much. Appreciate you guys. Have a great evening. All right. See you soon. I might need to try to go over there and see if I can win. But it's one of those things where you think, oh, I'm so good in the backyard. You go out there and you just get smoked 21 yeah, nothing. Yeah, they're doing four in the hole and they're done. You know? But, you know, we, we, I like to think we're, we're halfway there. We, we got the, the drinking part down. <laughs> With that, we probably ought to just end this show. <laughs> Again, thank you so much to all our guests for calling in. If you get a chance, 630 tonight, uh, about a half hour away, first pitch there at Publix Field at Joker Marchant Stadium. They're taking on uh, the Palm Beach Cardinals. Uh, all kinds of specials going on there. For Josh Hicks, I'm Neil Duncan. Thank you so much for tuning in Sports Central every week right here on Talk Radio 96.7. We will see you next time. Good night, everybody. <laughs>